Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Black Urban America. How are you doing this morning? Uh, I just want to take care of some housekeeping uh, 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 tasks before we go to the show. Uh, I'd like to say good morning on this Tuesday morning. We made it through another week due to the creators. Uh, I'd like to give a shout to Imani Dawson, who's going to be producing all the shows and giving us feedback. And she's a tough sister and whatnot, but that's okay. Uh, I'd like to uh, give a shout-out to Carlton for a very good show on Saturday night. I'd like to give a shout-out to Daryl Freeman from Texas. Uh, 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 a lot of people are downloading his shows or what have you. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Queen Mother, Ia, Ori, and uh, I forgot the other sister's name. Sakir. Sawadi, Queen Mother Sawadi. And um and we're gonna have some few more folks joining the team uh uh um uh this week. But um I like to I like to talk a few minutes, two minutes about the Iowa caucus last night. Uh Cruz. My man uh not my man, but Ted Cruz uh beat Donald Trump. Uh, Mark Rubio came in third by one percentage point. I think with 31% Ted Cruz, 27% uh, Donald Trump, and 26% of the vote went to Mark Rubio, which is that tells me it's going to be a tight race in the Republican Party. In the Democrat Party, tie, 50 50. 50 50. That's interesting. Clinton versus Sanders, 50%, 50%. It was like 50.6 uh, 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 with Hillary and 50.2 with uh, 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 Bernie Sanders. And um, I wonder how these elections affect black America, affect us. Uh, do we need to pay a close attention to these debates and to these elections. Also, I like to put a thought out there to black America, black urban America, black inner suburbia America, and black rich America. Do we need to have a black agenda? Do we need to have a black agenda to tell these candidates this is what we want for our communities. In fact, not only do we need a black uh, agenda for the uh, a presidential election, we need a black agenda for the state elections as well as local elections. Do we need it? That's going to be discussed in the upcoming months, but we're not going to discuss that today. Um, right now, I'd like to introduce my co-host. And my co-host will be coming on uh, on a monthly basis. And people uh, ask, well, why do you need a co-host? It just started. Well, a young lady close to me, her name is Isis, she said that my show's geared to the more 
older audience, and and also that sound I sound like I'm lecturing to an older uh, audience. I disagree, uh, but you know I take feedback seriously. So I went through my archives and found this young lady from Texas who's going to be co-hosting with me uh, 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 once a month for now. Her name is Nakia Nova. Nova. Nakia, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm fine this morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is your introductory show. And so tell the audience, tell the public a little bit about yourself. Um, well, um, I own a, a natural cosmetics line, Genuinity Co. Um, I make natural products, all type of natural household products, um, bath and body products. And, um, you know, I like to educate people on why these type of things are important. Um, and, like, you know, the importance of things like, you know, um, doing that type of stuff, um, you know, going into business for ourselves, economics, um, sustainability, um, you know, rebuilding ourselves, rebuilding our skills so that we can rebuild our communities. And I'm all for that. If someone wanted to order some products, how they would do it? Um, I have a website. Um, I can post the link to my website and, um, you know, it's just as simple as that. Um, um, you know, if anybody has any questions about anything, I, I am also a licensed cosmetologist. So, you know, I, I do like to, you know, teach and educate people on, um, natural care for their hair, their self, their body. Um, you know, inform people about the ingredients in their products. So if anybody ever has has any questions, you know, uh, you know, you can definitely contact me from social media. I'm friendly, and you know, I can help guide you through the process and um, you know, learn a little more and choose what's best for for you while you're at it. Uh, this is Queen Mother for Real Radio that sponsors Black Urban America. You listen to Black Urban America. Um, what's the name of your website? It's www.genuinitycosmetics.com. Okay. Hear that, folks? Okay. Um, so let's get on with the show. Uh, the last two months, we've been discussing very serious issues. We discussed uh, uh, child obesity. We discussed early childhood uh, learning. We discussed community development. We discussed uh, policing our neighborhoods. Also, I did uh, uh, a two-part series on um, on two of the difference of two Americas, which was started by Dr. King. And it was a contribute to Dr. King. I broke down the speech. It took me two shows to break down half of his speech. Um, today, we're going to lighten the load. Uh, we're going to discuss black relationships relationship between a black man and black woman. And every time we get into the discussion, we discuss only twice uh, since the show been insistence. You know, we never finished the conversation. So, you know, I think this topic is ongoing and it stir up a lot of feelings in people. 
and what have you. So um, if you want to call in, it's 347-989-0180. And this queen mother from real media presenting Black Urban America. So, um, the kid. Um, yes. What's your feelings about the relationship between the black man and the black woman in today's world? I feel, um, I feel like, you know, um, that's the beginning. I feel like healing the black uh, relationships between the black man and woman is, um, is the start to, to healing our communities. Um, there's, there seems to be uh, a lot of uh, negative or, or, or sometimes even bitter feelings towards the opposite sex sometimes. And, you know, I think we need to get to the root of that and start, you know, looking deeper within ourselves um, so we can come together and make, you know, grand things happen. Um, from my perspective, I feel like, you know, when people are in pain, um, they may not be able to find out where that pain is coming from, and so they just find somebody to, to point the finger at and blame it to. And I just see a lot of people pointing the finger at the other side, you know, saying and you need to do this and you need to do this. But I think it's more important that we, you know, um, be accountable for ourselves and figure out what we each individually need to do um, to help contribute and grow together and, you know, come together as a team. Well, you know what? I, I agree, but also I'm going to expand on a little bit more. I feel personally, and this is only my personal feeling, is that the relationship between a black man and a black woman, far as marriage is concerned, is designed, historically has been designed to fail. Uh, to me, there's many reasons behind that. You know, it's the uh, low income oh. slash poverty, lack of education, uh, uh, lack of um, even the lack of a connection between. It's uh, a real. In fact, only forty seven percent of couples, black couples in this country. Are married, so like, oh, oh. I think you know, why do you know? I, I want to know why do people don't want to get married anymore, anymore? especially young folks. And since you're um, a young folk, you know, explain that to me. Um, I can, I can only, I can only speak for myself. Um, <laughs> I think that when I look, when I look at marriage, and you know, how it looked to me growing up. I felt like, you know, uh, I, I always wanted it when, you know, when I was a little child. I couldn't wait to grow up and get married. And then, like, now as Not I Not me. Older, I never wanted marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'd rather go to prison. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, everybody. <laughs> as I got older, it was like, you know, I feel like people say marriage, but what is marriage, you know, besides the paper and the ceremony? Um, are the values behind it still there? You say that you feel that, um, you know, 
that they were designed to fail, when did this happen? When did the structure change? Was it always like that? Because Always. You know, um, I, I mean, except for a period, I'd say between, I don't know, the, since the uh, Emancipation Proclamation to maybe 1965, that's only 100 years. And I said that, you know, uh, maybe marriages in the black community did work. But after 65, with the, fem- the the rise of the feminist movement, and black women took that very, very seriously, more seriously than their counterparts, and, and, and felt that, hey, you know, like, I could do this by myself. I only need one thing from them. And I think that's the end. And this go back to slavery, too, because in slavery, they was always breaking up the family. So we have yeah. a lot of characteristics and behaviors that went on slavery, t- like the man not being there, uh, 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 the breaking up the, of the family, uh, the dis- dysfunction slash distrust among the family members. So uh, uh, that is going on today, but that was going on back in slavery. So uh, that's why I said it's designed to fail because the couple has an uphill battle. And love only can last. When you're hungry, you can't love nobody. Uh-huh. When, you, when you're hungry and broke, you can't love nobody. I feel. Well, you know, I think um, that's true. If, if you know, if it's always been like that, I think it's really important to educate ourselves on the past so that we can change the future and, you know, dig deeper into some of the things we all, men and women, need to be educated on those things and, you know, you know, just, just willing to stick it out because, like you said, it's, the breakdown has been happening for a while and a lot of us don't have role models of how it's supposed to go. Um, All you got to do is look at your grandparents. They had it right. The grandparents, your grandparents, my parents had it right. You know, no matter what, we stick together. You know, I mean, less than, you know, domestic violence, you know, uh, 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 without the domestic violence issue, you know, uh, no matter what, we stick together. Uh, do you think people have that attitude today that I'm going to stick by my woman, I'm going to stick by my man, no matter what happens? Oh, no, not through, at all. <laughs> why not? I mean, the vow said uh, through, through health and sickness, through rich and poor, I don't know all of it. Those are the two, two sentences I know. I don't know the whole sermon that the preacher said, because I've never been up, oh, I've been up there once as an usher, but I've never been up there as the uh, the victim. No, not me, the victim, as the uh, <laughs> the boom. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, 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 I would, you know, you mean people don't believe in no value system no more? I look forward to being the victim one day. I do. I look. I look forward to to marriage and love, and you know, I'm I'm excited about that life. And you know, I, I feel like I hold. I hold a lot of the values, um, you know, um, that it represents. But, you know, how you talked about the feminist movement, I did a little bit of um, research, and what I found was that, you know, prior to that, divorce 
was not common or, you know, they the feminist movement pushed for something called no-fault divorce. Before that, to get a divorce, you had to prove that somebody actually did something really disastrous to you, you know, and, um, you like know, the feminism, yeah, the feminism movement pushed to eradicate that. The feminist, the feminist movement said it doesn't matter if, you know, women don't want it anymore, then, you know, they just don't have to have it. And, they, and you know, they push, they push that as an economic freedom. And I, and I think a lot of these um, so-called economic freedoms, quote, unquote, that were pushed were um, really just disguises to, you know, further break up the black family from, from what you I mean to tell, and You mean to tell me that, that uh, a woman could divorce her husband if she get tired of him after 10 years and get half. Um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's the, 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 that was part of the feminist. Um, you know, I think that they played, you know, I think that the black family had a good structure and I think that, you know, even though um, the black woman and men have different roles, um, and different positions that they could still play them equally. And I think, you know, they took and, you know, it was a movement. They made people feel like their roles were no longer valued. Um, no, they made people feel unappreciated and like they needed something else, that something, you know, that they had something more to offer. And this whole independent thing, I disagree. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as independent raising of children. Either your family is going to be helping you, um, the the other parent is going to be helping you, or the system's going to be helping you because nobody can take care of a child and go to work. It's going to take more than one person to raise a child. Um, it's it going to take. Uh, uh, it's going to take the You know, we used to have extended family in this country. Black folks used to have extended family. We didn't have daycares when I was growing up, but nobody was left in the house alone. You have grandma, you have auntie, you have uncle, you have cousin, you have big brother, big sister. You know, the 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 black family unit of uh, 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 I said pre seventies were more uh, uh, connected, uh, more uh, unified. In fact, black communities back then was more like a village, and we was more culturally connected. But now, everybody's an individual. You got sister that lives in uh, Minnesota. You got brother that lives in Florida. Parents are still in the hometown, and they're separated. And they wait till the children are gone, and then they're going to get divorced after 30 years. um, The whole family dynamic system uh, in, in, in our culture have broken down, and and what makes up a community to me, a community to me, it is families, families Definitely. make up a community, and so when you have a black community, you talk about black families, and and and, and you know, um, couples, they say only out of all the black couples. That this is like 2010. Uh, all they did this. All the black couples, only 47 percent are married. So why are people 
turning noses away from ma- marriage. Because that's like that, like 50-some percent don't get married. 50-some percent of couples don't get married. Well, maybe, you know, I think maybe you got to look at the divorce rate, too. Maybe people are afraid because, you know, the marriages aren't lasting. Well, well, who you th- well, I, I already identified some characteristics what they say why the, the divorce rate is. Oh, I forgot to give that percentage out. Seventy percent of black women, seventy, seventy percent of black women are divorced in their first marriage. Seventy percent. That means only three. Wow. Only three. I, I got it right here. Seventy percent. I'm not, I, uh, sometimes I do fudge figures, but I ain't fudging that figure. 70 wow, that's a, that's a huge figure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sad. That's sad. That means that, you know, children are witnessing a breakup of their parents. Now they got two households. Instead of two parents, they got four parents because you include the step-parents into the whole family dynamics. Then you have, um, then, uh, uh, then you have this uh, 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 new value adding in, adding in. That it's okay to get mad. If you're unhappy with the guy, if you're unhappy with the woman, it's okay to get divorced. Heck, you can get divorced Definitely. after one year. Huh? I, I agree. I think it's okay to get divorced, but you know, um, you know, when I, when I, when I get married, I would hope not. <laughs> you know, um, I think you know, like you said, you know, there's a line. Is are you unhappy, or is is you know, what what are these reasons behind people getting divorced? Is it just because people would rather just you know throw it away rather than like you said, it's an uphill battle. Um, you know, maybe that battle gets too rough and people throw it away. And, you know, maybe maybe we do have to go into it knowing that, you know, it's not just all rainbows and smiles. And, you know, sometimes there is going to be an uphill battle. And, you know, that person that you decide that, hey, like you said, you say the vows, you want to spend her, you know. But like I was saying one time, they didn't just allow divorce all willy-nilly. It was really, you know, tell death do us part or until something drastic happens. And, you know, I, I think it's time to, you know, reinstate those values in, in you know, if you're going to, you know, I think a lot of people, I feel like people, oh, marriage, 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 let's, you know, we don't put any thought in the people who do get married quick or young, they don't put a lot of thought into it because if it doesn't work, it's just, hey, oh, well, whatever, we'll get divorced. And I think people people take that lightly as well. You know, because when I when I get married, we're gonna we're gonna work it out. <laughs> Unless there's something hopefully, serious going uh, on. Uh, hope, hopefully you work it out. Um <laughs> it looks like with today's values you might work it out for a week and then mm, I'm gonna see a divorce lawyer. <laughs> you know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another topic um you know, uh, something I originally wanted, but I got into this divorce marriage thing, which is going to lead, lead into this. Um, how do you think, and I ask all, most of my women guests this question. I think I actually did, no, we were on another subject on economics. When I talk about community, I always ask, how do the black woman 
view the black man today. You got a lot, for example, you got a lot of professional women that's in the 1% that are married to white men. You got a lot of black men that are in the 1% married to white women. Uh, You have certain black men in this country they say they only date white women. So, uh, also, you have another incident. You have another issue that 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 the communication between a black man and black woman is somewhat uh, not um, not congenial. Uh, so, um, how do black women view black men today? Um, I, I personally, personally, um, the reason why I asked you that, the reason why I asked you that, I've been looking at your page and some of your posts you did, and, and you speak a lot about, this is the reason why I brought this subject up to that, you speak a lot about relationship between a black man and black woman. So how do black women view black men today? Um, well, again, I can only speak for myself. Um, you know, a lot of times I found I find my views aren't in the most popular categories. <laughs> but you know, um, I if anybody I knew my views, I'd be the number one hated man in America. <laughs> could be. I think a lot of people do view him as that. Um, but you know. I have a lot of empathy and sympathy towards the black man situation. Like you said, you know, um, there's a a lot of external factors. And well, is your view shared by the majority of black women in this country? I say it's about 50, 50. I I say there's a good amount of us who still love and value and uplift and, you know, support the black man. I, I say I say there's a good amount of us who still believe in a black man even throughout all the struggles, um, you know, and and I I say there's a, a a good amount of us, but there's also like I said a lot of people who are are hurting and they need somewhere to put the blame and they're and, and you know I feel like that's where they put it, but the the you know there like you said you talk about these feminist movements where, you know, women fought for their rights, their social rights, their freedoms, and how they are getting treated. But, you know, where were the movements for the black man? Because the black man went through just as much, you know. The the, the, the system didn't just war on um, black women. It warred on black families, black women and men. Um, you know, they were, we're in this battle together. That's, that's, that's how I see it. And, um, you know, the more we're divided, the harder it's going to be, um, you know, for us as to win this battle as communities, not just as teams and individuals, but as, as a larger community. Because, you know, I feel like we we have to come together, and every time we start to come together, if you check, um, maybe, you know, I, I started noticing that, you know, there is progress being made between relations in certain areas. And, you know, I started seeing a lot of progress, a lot of love put out there between the black and a man and woman. Um, there's a lot of account- accountability beginning to happen. 
and people taking ownership for their part. And, you know, as soon as I started seeing all that happening, I started seeing, you know, a lot of people got to be careful because a lot of, you know, media isn't just TV. Media is a lot of these little magazines and uh, with um, social media pages. And I noticed that they'll push agendas and they'll push movements. And I saw, you know, I saw this movement, this dividing movement begin to be pushed again as soon as we are starting to make progress and come together again. And I think we got to be smarter than that. And, and you know, um, there are problems, there are issues, but I think that there's better better ways to address those issues together, not just blame. I don't think we should just be here to blame each other. Let's, um, you know, figure out the problem and solve the issue together because blaming is not going to get you anywhere. Being angry at anyone isn't going to get anyone anywhere. Um, so we gotta know, learn how to talk to each other. We we gotta communicate. We gotta communicate. We gotta be open. We gotta be transparent. We gotta be honest, and we gotta be willing to work together. What you mean by goals. transparent? What you mean by transparent? Um, um, transparent. You know, um, no hidden motives, no ulterior motives. Let's lay it out there. What 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 is this about? So you think people get together for hidden motives? Um, no, I don't think they. That's necessarily what they get together for. But I think that they're there, um, not necessarily hitting. But you know, I think the more transparent we are uh, about our visions and what we're trying to do, you know, because I think that you know. The, our, the the lack the reason for a lot of the lack of community and a lot of the lack of communication open communication to me um, transparency uh, is the the utmost level of open communication you know you're laying it all out there and no one can do that without trust and I think that we have to rebuild trust between the black man and the black woman and you know the black woman and the black woman the black man and the black man. Um, we have to relearn to trust each other so that, you know, we can share the love and build together. Are you saying that homosexuality relationships have problems with transparency and trust? They have problems with relationships? Um, yeah, I think I think we all do, <laughs> not personally, <laughs> but I think generally, um, you know, I think a lot of people um, just don't trust. They don't have the trust. And I, I don't think you can really build with someone. If, you know, how are you going to, you know, like sports, you got a teammate, you got you to gotta, you gotta trust that your teammate's going to play their role, and you got to be open about what your goals are. Um, what are we what what are you we, know what about teammates? What do you know about sports? The kid you used to play sports? <laughs> No. Do you know about sports? <laughs> huh? I, I actually don't know a lot about about sports. Well, you know about being a teammate then. <laughs> you people know that never play sports. I don't know if y'all good teammates or not. <laughs> I do know how to be a team player, though, you know. Oh, okay. The concept, okay. The concept of teamwork, you know. I think I'm pretty good at that, even though I'm not the best at sports. <laughs> and, um, 
Yeah, you know, I, I think it's about, uh, like you said, communication, communicating with each other, um, especially educating each other, um, being aware and being prepared for the uphill battle and stuff. And, you know, I think when you um, identify um, some of these external factors that we have coming towards us, um, you know, it becomes easier to avoid them or, you know, get past them because you're ready for it. And I think that just really starts with, with education, education on, you know, where we are, our history, where we've come from, so we can not repeat the same mistakes and, you know, build something better. You know, Let me there are some members of society, of black society, you know, that feels that we don't need marriage for couples to make it. We don't need to go through all this hoopla, the ceremonies and the ring. Just having a simple, we'll say that, you're my man, you're my woman, and we're going to be here forever. You know, we don't need all this hoopla. And we don't need to get married. All we need to do is have a union. You know, as long as long we, we make progress, as long as we raise our children, all we need is to identify that you're my woman and you're my man and we're in this together. We don't need the church or the mosque or the hall or the limos and the tucks and the rings and, and jumping over the broom, and which I think that was all Hollywood. Um, yeah. We don't need all of that. We don't need a, we don't need a piece of paper. You know, you, you know what the stereotype is about y'all, right? You know what the stereotype is about women, right? Mm-mm. You're okay <laughs> until that paper comes. Once that paper comes, here come the devil. That's what they. That's what I hear some guys saying. That's not my perception. That's what I hear a lot. Oh, of guys no, that's the stereotype about guys too. <laughs> really. Yeah, What's the stereotype yeah. about guys and the paper? Oh, once they get the paper, everything changes because you know they don't they 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 have you now. They don't have to do any of the stuff that it took to get you. <laughs> you know why I think marriages? You know why I think marriages fail in this country? You know why I think marriage fail in this country? Uh, 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 besides the economics perspective. I'm going to keep it on the social term. Besides the economic economic uh, 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 perspective, people forgot, men and women forgot how they courted each other. I don't know do people still court each other today. I think you meet somebody online and say, hey, move here, and boom, we're together. Uh, and I don't think people really court anymore. But, uh, but, uh, Man, the men and women uh, uh, forget how they got together. What attracted, uh, what attracted each other, and they get complacent and they focus on the children. Remember, I said in the beginning that after 25, 30 years. Where the children move away, grow up, move away, and got their own families. Mom and dad getting divorced. Guess what? I think the reason why your whole focus for 21 years was the children. 21, 25 years was the children. 
So that's to get there. Going to soccer practice, going to football practice, cheerleading, tap dance, uh, singing, gymnastics, whatever the kid is into, music lesson. Everything is about going to work, focusing on your career. Make yourself better so you can provide for the family, so you could be that good teammate. Oh, I think we have a caller. Okay. Oh. Dude, yes, caller, what's your name? And welcome to Black Urban America. Hello? You're on the air. Hello? Yes. What's your name? Oh, and I'm welcome to Black Urban America. I had muted that. I had muted my phone. Oh, you muted your phone? Okay, you're live. Oh, okay. My name is Austin. I'm out of Maryland. Hey, what's up, Austin? How you doing hey. this morning? Have you been listening that. to the topic? You know what the topic is? Uh, no, I'm just tuning in just now. Uh, we talking about uh, a relationship between a black man and black woman. What's your view on that, Austin? Uh, well, I, I think a lot of the relationships nowadays, uh, um, everything seems to be based around sexual instead of instead oh, of we didn't around discuss that area. I didn't go where <laughs> or the building aspect of it. So you think couples are focusing more on on sex instead of each other, and instead of instead of building something. I mean, you know, you see a lot of the, a lot of the uh, households and things are destroyed, you know. But you know, everybody's focused around sex when you know, really, everybody's screwing everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, I hope they're not doing that. That's a whole uh, lot of passing around. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, well, I get this from. From from just looking at it, I guess I get to the standpoint that you know that that's what's going on, you know. But so how can just, we? Huh? Do you think that it's more than sex? Because I think like people are focused on sex, but I think people are just so focused on you know, like I was talking about those ulterior motives. Maybe it's not sex. Maybe for somebody, is they're just focused on uh, money or whatever that is that they can per- get a personal gain out of. I think people are just focused on self, and they don't see the value in team building because there is a lot of value in, um, you know, coming together and working on all these things with someone together. And also, again, I have to say this. Uh, if couples... If that's the issue, that if the sex is good, I'm going, I'm going to be in a relationship with that person. I'm going to marry that person instead of looking at the other issues or the other value systems that takes to build that marriage. It's not going to last ninety days. It's not going to last ninety days. And and and, and, and of course, you know. The the uh the interest of sex is short term. After the sex is over, you know what you have left. What do you have left? So you really have to get into each other and remember how did I get this woman? How did I attract this man? How did I do it? And when the, like I said, when the kids are gone, I think you have to return 
to that uh, to keep the marriage alive. But remember, 70% of black marriages end up in divorce. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a scary number. It's not my statistic because I'm dumb on this on, on this issue. I don't know anything about marriage. I don't know anything about black and woman relationships, you know. And I'm learning from you guys. But you know, um, what you saying, I agree about the courtship. You know, mm. I think that a lot of people, you know, I think it's, like I said, people don't trust each other. People are scared. They're scared to get hurt out here, a lot of people, because they've seen this breakdown that you've talked about that's been happening all our, our lives. We've seen it. But we haven't seen, we've seen the breakdown, but we haven't seen the build back up. And we're going to have to be the ones to do the build back up. But, you know, um, that's gonna that's gonna take us, you know. Like I said, educated and reinstated our values. I think a lot of people uh, are gonna have to get over their fears if you know they want to bring love back into our community um, and actually put it out there. I think a lot of people don't want to court or they don't want to get to know each other because you know they could they're scared that they could be wasting their time or um, you know they're scared they're gonna end up hurt and. I, you know, I think a lot of people, too, like you said, 90 days isn't enough to get to know each other. And a lot of people, you know, just don't really take the time to get to know each other. And, a lot, you know, I, I know a lot of people aren't getting into official relationships, um, like our friend Austin said. They're just out here doing everything willy-nilly and um, just kicking it. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, you can't get to know somebody just kicking it because I know, for me, I'm not going to give my friend's relationship benefit. I think you actually have to give somebody the relationship to see what it's going to be like. You don't have to marry someone just because you dated them or courted them or invested in them. But you should be willing to invest to, you know, Invest enough of yourself to see what it's going to bring you back, and you can't, you can't, um, you know, see how somebody. Let's talk about the sports again. You can't see how somebody is going to play the game with you, watching from the sidelines. You know, oh, I want to just kind of, kind of, you know, look and see what's going on, or I want to, you know, give her a little bit of time here, see how she does this. But you know, a life, a forever is a long time, and you, you won't, you won't truly get to know someone um, without long-term courtship, bestness, on levels beyond friendship. Okay, we have to move. Thank you, Austin, for your call. And keep listening on Tuesday mornings. Okay. All right. Um, um, Nakia, you still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, We have... uh, we have 90 seconds left. Um, you got anything you want to end on? Um, just, you know, I like what we were talking about. You know, I think we need to educate ourselves and be aware of the battle we have and try to bring, you know, restore relations in our community. Um, like, like I said, you know, we all have to be accountable for ourselves and, and what we have to offer and what we have to bring. Okay. Well, Nakia, I thank you for being my co-host today. I'll see you next month. And Thank uh, you for having me again. Uh, thank you. Uh, no <laughs> I'll, problem. I will be happy to be back next month. Okay. And um, 
You take care, Nakia, and have a good, uh, I guess, have a good February. All right? And okay. make sure you watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> and February's Black okay. History Month. Also, support the Browns on New Cal- uh, North Carolina Panthers, okay? Cam Newton. Okay. Cam, Cam Newton going to do this. <laughs> have a good day. Definitely. I am, of course, we are. We are because yes. I am. I'm out. I'm a man, 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 I'm a